boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in L.A. There's nothing left to say. There's nothing left to say. As a ghost, I must advise. Don't look in Mike Lawson's eyes. Candlesticks and guillotines. That's how he kills his friends. That's how he kills his friends. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Oh, yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Never. Never. Never, never, never. Mm -mm. How you doing? What's new? What's going on? What's the tea? You know, girl, I'm going to tell you something. I do have two stories this week, and I have a new story. But okay. it is by the fucking skin of my teeth. And I'll be honest with you, I you know, I have a rule. And my rule is that I like, people I don't even have you're you don't have as many friends who listen to the show or know about the show as I do, correct? I have fewer friends too, but yes. Okay. You're right. <laughs> but I always love when I'll have a friend who'll tell me some story about how, you know, like and then I was chased out of the haunted house. Now don't go telling this on your podcast. And I'm like, that's right. right, Carol. Everyone's so interested in you and your story about how uh, the manager at uh, at Crate and Barrel, you know, wouldn't give you a receipt, you know? Yeah. But uh, so I have a rule that I have to somehow be involved in the story. I will sure. say both of my stories, I'm involved, but really just I'm an observer. I'm there. I, I was I was present. So anyway, what about you? How how was your week? Um, mine was good. And sort of uneventful, too. So I'm, like, on my new schedule, Monday through Friday, boring yeah. and boring. Mm-hmm. And but do I'm you just like really... – is it one of these things where you're like, oh, it's so nice to have, like, a Monday through Friday, 9 to 5-ish schedule? Yeah. I mean, the life that I have right now, like, I'm a single man with no, like – and very few friends, like I was saying. So, like, my social life is not – wasn't – really kind of suffering because of my old schedule mm-hmm. it was more just like i don't know just the night part was really difficult because i was working some kind of like later nights covering um working to like eight or nine every night mm-hmm. so that be, not doing that is good mm-hmm. um but in a weird way like i became so used to the schedule that it's almost kind of inconvenient now to go back to like real the real world and the real life the way everyone else lives you know yeah uh but i did i wanted to tell you um so my ex-boyfriend steve heard of him heard of steve he used to send me or bring me like gifts like super (laughs) Uh like um he would call them kwai things like in japanese cute is kwai Mm -hmm. i think something like that and so he would buy me like stuffed animals or um a good he used to buy every time he would go to an airport he would get me they have these like hello kitty collectible dolls they're like little stuffed animals and they're wearing a t-shirt of whatever city you bought it in okay so i have like a handful of those from every airport he went to mm-hmm. and this he likes to get very me, you by the way if I, all the things you're no, telling me, I, yeah i think that was kind of the joke was he understood that i kind of not that i didn't want them but like I just have no need for these like cute things. I don't collect those kind of things, whatever. See, if I and were in got... a relationship with you, this is what I would buy you. If I were in a relationship with you, I would buy you like knives, nunchucks, yeah. uh, black uh, leather gloves so you don't leave fingerprints, uh, maybe some nice tight rope. Poison. Like poison, yeah. Arsenic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he was. he bought me these things. And then towards the end of our relationship, it got to the point where like I had so much of this stuff stuff Mm -hmm. that i had to tell him like hey i don't want you to not get it for me but i also need you to know like i have a limited amount of space so every time you get me something now i have to throw something away Mm -hmm. so 
you know, feel free to keep getting me stuff, but like, just be aware that that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And that was that. Then we broke Mm -hmm. up (laughs) because of that. No, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we broke up. And then uh, the other day I got a package in the mail Mm -hmm. and there was no name on it. It was from Amazon. Mm -hmm. It was in like a, a, a Amazon box just from Amazon to me. No, no name or on who purchased it. And when yeah. I opened it, it's a pug pillow, okay. like a pug face, and it has like pug ears. Mm-hmm. And when I got it, I was like, "This is a quiet thing that Steve would get." Oh, me. I thought you know why I think sent it to you. Oh. Lance at the pug. Oh no, I I didn't know who sent it to me. I I couldn't imagine why Steve would be sending me something. Like, are we communicate and we're friendly and stuff, but we're kind of you know, not in a place where he would like buy me gifts. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I just I was like, well, maybe he bought it for me, but may- I don't know, you know, weird drop shipping stuff with China too. What if he bought it for me last summer and it just yeah. arrived or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just sat on it. I'm like, fine. I have you a sat pillow, on it? So, Well, I mean, sure. I mean, it's in my chair. So uh-huh. kind of, but I just kind of, not forgot about the pillow but forgot about who gave it to me Mm because there's no real way to know Mm -hmm. and then out of the blue uh friend of the show john o you know Mm -hmm. who he is yep he sent me a message and was like hey any chance you got the pug pillow i sent you and then it just clicked i was like oh my god thank you and i i just had no idea who it came from and i wasn't about to like reach out to people and start asking them Mm -hmm. but has that ever happened to you have ever received something that you didn't know Mm -hmm. where it came from I've ever received something where I didn't know where it came from. The other day, my mom got... Uh, you're getting, you're getting a lot of things that you don't know where it came from. A pug, syphilis. Um, I mean, I have a good idea with the syphilis. <laughs> John I have a good after-breakfast story, too, by the oh, way. Really? Speaking of... You know what's so funny? And and uh, is... I had... Speaking of John O. Davis, I had him on my... Sh- I have a on RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I have a show called... Reclaiming our time is where people of color can share their thoughts about RuPaul's Drag Race. Great. And if you're not familiar with uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, the, the, almost all the podcasts are uh, white gay guys and their white girlfriends talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. I thought we, we need some sort of you know color here, but um, so but you know he's doing me the favor, right? He's doing me a favor coming on my show. He's my guest. You know, thank you for helping produce content. And I get this very nice email from him. He likes to give gifts because I get this nice email from him yesterday. And it says, here's a thank you for um, for for having me on your show. And here it is. Hi, guys. This is Bob the Drag Queen. And you're listening to Drag Race Recap on Afterthought Media. <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah. he. I guess he's By friends- the way, that's Jono's voice. <laughs> <laughs> No, he gave me the story. He went to college with Bob the Drag Queen. He's friends with Bob the Drag Queen. Oh, wow. That's so great. So he called up Bob and, and thank you. had got him to say that. He did say, he goes, by the way, Bob's recorded several uh, other things. Do you want them as a gift? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that'd be interesting. He was like, yeah, they're all about, he doesn't know what your podcast is and he doesn't know who you are. And I was like, mm, you can, I, why, why would I ever play that? Cut to our theme song that makes fun of you. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so John O. Davis, um, has anyone ever sent me a gift that I don't know where it came from? No. The other day, my mom was telling me she got a box full of succulent plants, mm-hmm. and she just assumed they came from me, and I didn't send them to her. I have no idea where they came here's from. Here's another weird – Here's another, we, we often talk about how our parents have something in common. You know, my parents are big fans of succulent plants. Oh, yeah? My mom kills them. On purpose? Um, that's a question for her, but I think it's on accident. Let me tell you this. Someone gave me a succulent plant as part of their, like, um, um, what do you get? Like a gift bag that you, sh- we, I went to her baby shower and it was <laughs> part of like this, the little gift bag you get, you know, the thank you bag. I barely pay attention to it and it's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a few on the roof of my house where, mm-hmm. which is now, kind of, we have like a deck on the third story of our house now. Which we didn't have last time you were here. Long story. I know, but I feel like um, your roommate reserved. He's like, oh, you're going to record your podcast now? Let me start building the deck. 
I think he only built it when you were on the air. So I, I, I know very well that you have a deck on your... That is actually true, yeah. yeah. Um, but we have a deck up there. And so I have a bunch of these, like... Um, what is that Cuban coffee? I forget what it's called. But they kind of have, like, cute cans. Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I it's can like see the can in my head. I see it in my head. I couldn't tell you what yeah. it is. I don't know if you're in the chat room. They'll tell you in about 10 seconds what it is. But go ahead. I, I, collect, I collected a handful of those and then have some succulent plants up on the roof in those. And they I do nothing for them. They just thrive on their own because of the amount of rain and the sunlight they get up there. Yeah. Um, but that was exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up with you? My That was probably the most exciting story of my week is this pug pillow and the mystery behind it. You know what's so funny is um, right now, okay, my parents usually are at church on Sundays at this time. Okay. So that, that's why I'd be, but for the first inaugural, I'd be a perfect time to record parents at church, right? Yeah. They're not going to church today because they went last night. And my mom has this cousin, Linda, who's, they've been spending a lot of time together hanging out more. And, and is a week younger than her. She's a week younger than her and, and straight. And um, they um, they went to church last night. And so my mom convinced Linda to spend the night, right? But here's what's funny. is So, okay. I want to say this. I think I'm, I've actually talked about this on the show before. All right? I have two stories about my mom this week, by the way. And... Right. Uh, is my parents worked very, very hard their entire careers, okay? My dad would get up at 5 in the morning and, you know, so he could beat traffic and he would work, like, 12-hour days, or no, 10-hour days, four days a week. You know, he only had Fridays off, but, and then he'd come home in traffic, get home at, like, 6 or 7, you know, he was gone for a long time. Did that for 40 years, you know? My mom also worked very hard her career. Now they're retired, Okay, so to me, they've earned their comfortable retirement. All right. So now they generally, I don't know what, I can't technically say when they wake up, I'm not in the room, but they don't come out of their bedroom till 9 a.m. But once again, I'm not holding this against them. They've earned it, you know? Yeah. And I would say their daily eating schedule is brunch. They don't, they're they're eating breakfast 10 or after, right? Mm -hmm. The part where I have a problem is my mom lives in this fantasy world where she tells people, I openly hear her telling people all the time how she's up and about by seven and my dad needs to eat breakfast by eight because of his diabetes. And so he never eats later than eight 30 at the latest. And I'm like, what fantasy world does she live in? You know, mm-hmm. like, but what's funny is she even lives in the fantasy world when even there's obvious truth against it. So like Linda has been spending the night a lot and Linda, um, for those of you who are big fans of her, Linda is the widow of Manny. Remember the the famous Manny funeral? Oh, yeah. That was widow. Yeah. So um, Linda spent the night the other night. And I get up early. I just generally get up early. So I'm just like, you know, doing things, walking around. And I just see her sitting in the living room by herself, like all dressed up, ready to go. It's like 8 <laughs> o'clock with like a purse just sitting there on the couch. And so I have to talk to her. And then finally, so I sit there. For, and I don't mind talking to her, for but for an hour I sit there and chat with her because she's just sitting there by herself. At nine o'clock or so, my mom comes out of the bedroom all done up and she's like, oh, Linda, I have to apologize. I'm so mad at Joe, senior, my dad. I'm so mad at Joe. He, he, I never sleep in this late and he just, I don't know what came over me and he didn't wake me up and I'm just so angry with him. Anyway, let's go do this thing anyway. So let me just tell you this. And this is actually not even shade between my parents again. Every Sunday, my parents get up around eight, they get ready and they go to 9 a.m. mass. Okay, <laughs> that goes mm-hmm. to around 10. They chit-chat. All their friends go to the same mass. They're generally home around 10.30, 10.45, and then we'll have a very, very early brunch or late breakfast around 11. Okay? Yeah. So Linda's like, I'll spend the night tonight, last night. And my mom's like, oh, great. And then why don't we go to the supermarket at like 7.30 or 8, and then we'll have breakfast by 9.00. And I mm-hmm. go, oh, you know, I actually have a, a podcast I'm doing at nine. It's gonna be, she goes, why would you do that, Joey? You know, we always eat breakfast by nine. And I go, no, we don't. Yeah. No, we, do, we don't at all. And then she goes, yeah. and I go, you're at like, church. I'm okay. I'm okay not calling you out on your lie, but don't make me lie with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, oh, you're right. It's Sunday. We eat by 10. I go, that's not true. You get out of mass at 10. I go, you're, I go, you're not here until 1030. Joey, that is not true. Do not lie. 
But I'm going to start taking pictures now and document this. The other story is, you know, it rained a lot this week. I think it rained a lot in the Bay Area, too, right? Yeah, we got a lot, too. So I don't know if you've ever driven with Betty Batanz, but as she's gotten older, she's getting more and more ditzy behind the wheel. Like, she can only focus on one thing at a time. So if someone calls her, she gets lost. It's like she's just driving. It's awful, right? My mom is the same. She wouldn't admit it, but her last fender bender uh, had to do with a donut she had in the passenger seat falling to the floor <laughs> of the passenger seat area. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's raining really hard, and my mom's just not – and her, she had a meeting at church, and it was late. And my dad just said, look, I have no problem driving you to church. And I go, Mom, I think it's a good idea, right? And she goes, guys, this is <laughs> – I am an adult woman. I can drive whenever I want. You guys treat me like a child. Like, I can't drive. You know, mm-hmm. I will not put up. I'm going to drive on my own. You guys have to deal with it. I'm like, all right, bye. And she left, right? I would say about an hour and a half later, she calls me. She goes, I go, hello. She's like, Joey, where's your father? And I go, hold on. And I go, uh, dad, mom wants you on the phone. And he goes, okay, pick up the phone. And then later, I just hear him getting his keys. And he goes, I'm going. I go, where are you going? Your mom got a flat tire. And I was like, okay, but by the way, flat tire, that doesn't mean you drove badly. Right, 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 right. right. So they come back and, you know, he's like, we'll deal with it in the morning. Oh, we'll AAA, something this or that. So my mom goes, yeah, I hit a pothole. It's, it's so sad. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I potholes can be bad. You know, they can yep. cause flat tires. So my dad goes, can you take me to uh, follow me? I'm, I'm going to follow the, the AAA truck and we're going to go to the dealer. We're going to have this tire replaced. Blah, blah, blah. I guess it's under warranty still, the tire. Oh, okay. So we go to the dealer, and the dealer's like, what happened? Because it's a warranty, you know? And my dad's yeah. like, mm, I'll put that down, but looking at this damage, there's no way a pothole, like, your alignment is way off. <laughs> like, I, I've seen that a pothole wouldn't do this, right? He goes, your, yeah. your mom, it might cost me $300 because she's, he said, I'll put it through, but he doesn't know if they're going to approve it because this does not, you know, line up with pothole. So he goes home. My mom goes... Okay, I didn't hit a pothole. It's just really scary on that road. And I, like, I actually don't even understand what she was saying. But the point is that she, like, hit a curb. Like, she literally, Uh like, ran full on into a curb. But the story she even said, well, that doesn't make sense. Because you know and I know she was on the goddamn phone on her car. You know, because what's funny, I'm not, she's not holding the phone. She has, like, the Bluetooth. Yeah. But she just gets so wrapped up in telling a story or something that she just, you know, she ran into a curb, Mike Lawson. She yeah. 100% ran into a curb. And she won't admit it. And this is why she should not drive by herself. Thank you. Our moms are the same. Because my you. mom had the same, she had the, the donut incident mm-hmm. where it took a good six months until anyone under knew that the whole donut was involved mm-hmm. in the fender bender. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was another one where she... There was a lot of construction out near their home when they first got it because it was like everything was, like was getting era, built yeah. around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was this like area where like both lanes mm-hmm. of tra- it was a two lane highway, but like both lanes of traffic had to be on one side of the highway for a while. So mm-hmm. they had like cones set up and stuff. And she ran over one of those like metal sandwich board kind of looking construction things. And mm-hmm. we found out later she was falling asleep while she was driving. And she didn't tell us that right away either. So it's like, you might eventually find out what happened with the curb and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually it'll come out. But it'll take a while until your dad stops being mad and she feels like she won't be super embarrassed to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it'll come out eventually. It'll come out eventually. But you know what you remind me of? She's always – my mom always blames somebody else. I remember we went to the grocery store. This is years and years and years ago. When I was like in the high school, I think. Went to the grocery store, and I was taking bags out of the grocery, and she was too, you know. And I'm like, Mike, I'm 30 feet away, and she, um, I don't know what happened. I just hear, Joey! And I turned around, and like she had dropped eggs on the driveway, and they broke. <laughs> Mike, I'm 30 feet away. I have nothing to do with this. And she's yeah. like, Joey! And I was like, what did I have to do with any of this? I can't remember uh-huh. what the excuse was that she said, but it you was something I did him. wrong. Yeah, I did something <laughs> wrong. I don't remember what it was. Um, real quick, I wanted to just remind everybody that it is Sunday morning, so we're recording live at Mixler.com slash Afterthought Media, mm-hmm. and that's M-I-X-L-R.com slash Afterthought Media. Uh, we record live at 9 a.m. Pacific every mm-hmm. Sunday morning. 
Um, we got a room full of people who joined us. Oh, do we really? And, yeah, lots of people. And as soon as we're done, we are going to stop recording and serve some after-breakfast tea. Maybe tell a couple of stories that we don't want permanently recorded. So yeah. if you're listening later, you're missing out. Uh, join us next Sunday, Mixler.com slash Media. Mike, I want to tell you something here, actually. Um, we act, we rarely ever have sad news here on... Uh, on uh, Wait, are you really... <laughs> But uh, a listener and a friend uh, passed away. Matthew Raving Rendell yeah. passed away. And he, you know what? He was a he was a catching up listener. Um, and you and I have both talked to him. He was a what's some call. He interacted with what some would call lies quite a bit. Um, and he passed away uh, about a week ago um, from a car accident. Yeah. Uh, and I just I wanted to say something nice, and I know you did too. I just wanted to kind of put the positive energy out there. I think he was um, a, a friend of the show, but also kind of a podcaster and just lived in this space. And um, it's sad news. And I think we should say, you know, at least kind of just leave that as it is. <laughs> Yeah, so you don't have any like insensitive jokes to tell. I have no insensitive jokes to tell. He was a very nice man. <laughs> We yeah. met him at several Pride 48 events, and he will be missed. Correct. And yeah. you and I, you know, you and I talked about it. You and Taylor, Taylor and I talked about it. And so long, Matthew Raving Rendell. And there's, I mean, don't we didn't hell. interact with we. Yeah, <laughs> please we don't go to hell. Interact, go to heaven. We didn't interact that much with him mm-hmm. um, in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, it's nice uh, to kind of, I don't know. Say something nice and kind of leave it there, and uh, he'll be missed. Yeah, you know, what's funny is, I will say this is not to do with, you know, it's very sad that Matthew died, but, you know, Pride 48 sent out an email. I don't know who's writing these emails at Pride 48, right? I couldn't tell if he got a new job or if he had passed away. I had to actually call Taylor. That's why I spoke to Taylor. A lot of people, I said, I said, Taylor, I'm not trying to be insensitive. What is this email about? I don't understand what because it said like we want to like um, thank Raving Rendell for and he's moving on to bigger adventures and I was like I, it looks like he passed away but like I would I would suspect if if you allow me I'm assuming this but I feel like the Pride Forty Eight community is pretty tight and that email wasn't to serve as a delivery of the news but rather as a condolences from kind of the official community so it wasn't like hey this happened but more kind of like their thoughts and prayers so to speak so i'm not really involved in that community anymore so maybe that's why i was like what what just happened i didn't understand i wish i didn't for my for my purposes i wish it would have been more straightforward all right mike lawson are you ready for a next segment yeah and i to be perfectly honest from the interaction i had with him like um you know I he I he would enjoy you know any joke you had about it. Not that we should get into insensitive jokes, but like he was uh, part of this community, enjoyed our show, so he really did understand kind of what we were doing. So um, that's that. Do you have what's your news story? What do you got? What's up in L.A.? Do you have anything you wanted to share with me? From the mountains to the sea to all of California. This is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson and Yorba Linda, a 75-year-old man who died when the small plane he was piloting crashed into a Yorba Linda house, killing four people, gathered to watch a Super Bowl, had twice been disciplined by authorities for unsafe flying, the Los Angeles Times reported on Friday. And I'm going to stop you right now. I'm going to keep going. You're thinking, oh, well, okay, a plane crashed into a house. That's sad. Whatever. This story has gotten so weird over the week. Yeah. You know about this story. Yeah, well, what's weird, I have a Facebook friend who lives, like, four houses down from this. Oh, really? And so she was posting photos, like, immediately as it happened, mm-hmm. and then is now posting all the news stories. So I have been kind of keeping up just from her Facebook alone. Well, I'm sure Republican of the show John Arts has a lot to say, because I think this is sort of in his sort of area, mm-hmm. too. 
So, mm-hmm. all right. The Federal Aviation Administration suspended the license of Antonio Pastini in 1977 and 1980, according to the Times, which cited records kept by the Library of Congress. Pastini put in name changes with the FAA from Jordan Albert Isaacson to Jordan Ike Aaron in 1991 and 2008 to Antonio Peter Pastini, an FAA spokesman told the Times. The first suspension, you know, I'm going to skip the suspension part because... This guy, he, he uh, didn't fly in the right conditions. He wasn't doing things. Who cares? He got suspended twice. That's the point, right? Yeah. The point is this. Well, first of all, it's so sad. These people got together for Super Bowl. It happened on Super Bowl Sunday. And it says the four people had gotten together uh, for Super Bowl Sunday and their bodies were burned beyond identification. That is awful, wow. awful, awful, awful. Anyway... In a news conference Monday, Orange County Sheriff's Lieutenant Corey Martino said the pilot, a resident of Gardnerville, Nevada, was a retired Chicago police officer. A police badge and retirement papers had been found following the crash. However, on Tuesday, sheriff's officials confirmed that the badge and papers were fake. Furthermore, the Chicago Police Department told WBBM News Radio in Chicago that the department had no one by that name listed as an officer. An investigation continued into the cause of the fiery crash. Um, Mike Lawson, my question to you is burning bodies beyond identification the best way to hide evidence of your crimes? <laughs> by the way, why didn't the badge and the paper burn? That should never burn. I know. The stuff that you would think, like, oh, I hope, like, you know what will happen with my luck? is like uh like my whole house will burn my whole family will burn nothing everything will burn up right but then the one mm-hmm. thing will be here like my computer hard drive with all like my you know uh sean cody videos and uh right and uh, your tanga egg collection like, oh the, ta- the tanga eggs will la- they'll be like why are there six silicone eggs <laughs> right here yeah but the, the funny thing is or not the funny thing i don't know why i said that but like lying uh Look, I am lying. I understand why some people might lie, but like lying about being able to fly a plane seems like a stupid one. It's like inviting somebody to spend the night at your house and saying you wake up early when you know you're not going to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why even do it? <laughs> exactly. You're going to get caught. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I feel bad for this guy. Um, he's a he owns a sushi restaurant in Nevada. Oh, he does. Pilot. Well, he used to. Well, sushi. Who would ever? Who in there? That's more tragic than this plane crash. Getting sushi in the. I would never eat sushi in Nevada, ever. <laughs> would you ever eat sushi? In, look here, guys. Rule of thumb: don't get sushi by a place that's nowhere near the ocean. Yeah, we eat it in Phoenix, though. So, how good? Can I it don't. Be? Know. It can't be good. Mike Lawson, you've been in San Francisco. They probably have some of the best sushi in the world. Right, we have good sushi. Yeah, how does it compare I mean, to the one in Henderson, Nevada, where you live? <laughs> the sushi in Phoenix that I had was decent, but um, I don't, I don't know. Do you think it's one I don't of these love things sushi when, anyway? When so. you're like in Alabama and Chipotle is the number one Mexican restaurant in Alabama or something, is it like that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, so this dude is like a little nuts, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think – I mean, he got the plane off the ground, so he had some sort of – he know, he knew what he was doing a little bit. I think he was an experienced pilot. But you remember when that plane crashed right by Cameron's house? This is months and months ago. Like, was, like he literally was walking to Cameron's house. And a plane just crashed into the parking lot, okay? I think they mentioned this in the news story, but a lot of people don't realize – and I didn't know this. Literally, I didn't know until this news story that especially these little Cessnas or whatever – it's not like we have this fantasy like, oh, well, if the engine goes out, you just glide it down. I guess with those particular – I could be wrong, but if you fly, I don't know if it's the Cessna, whatever plane it is, okay? The, it, once the engine goes – there's no gliding. It just falls. <clears throat> the one by Cameron says the guy ran out of gas. I was like, well, why does it glide it on the freeway? And they're, like, they're like, no, you run out of gas. It just literally just falls like dead weight. There's no gliding. And maybe that's kind of, well, I guess they had uh, all sorts of debris strewn about the neighborhood. It was falling apart as it was flying. I yeah. don't know. Has John Arts in the chat room chimed in? And he, like I'm saying, I'm sure he's got all the facts for us. Um, no, John Marti did, though, make a Tenga egg joke, just like I did. <laughs> about it being found you in know what the I wreckage realize? of whatever. You know what I realize? I am a big dummy. And maybe we should talk about this, you and I, Mike Lawson, after we get Because I remember I saying, like, oh, Tenga eggs should should um uh advertise with us 
Do you know yeah. how I got, I'm going to say, and I'm not, we never get emails, right? I got, maybe on Instagram, I'm going to say at least six, at mm. least six Instagram messages from people who were like, I went on Amazon to look for these Tanga eggs once you talked about them. I said, you know what I should have done? What a fucking dummy Amazon I am. Amazon affiliate. Maybe, yeah, Amazon affiliate. I would have gotten, remember when uh, Cocktails and Cream Puffs was doing that? And uh, they wanted you to go buy all your things on their page so they would yeah. make money. It was Flesh Jack, too, remember? <laughs> yeah, go. We're basically cocktails and cream puffs. Well, no, because I didn't set it up. No, I was, no I was, if, if I was cocktails and cream puffs, I would have set it up and been like, like yeah, go to uh, Amazon.com slash catching up and buy your Tenga eggs. I'm not going to do it. I'm just yeah. also with the bidet. I should have put oh, the yeah. bidet on. All these products where you and Boo Hacker must be like, these fucking assholes don't even know what they're missing out of all the yeah. fortune they could be making. <laughs> Boo Hacker's rolling in his grave. <laughs> He's rolling all the dough he made from the uh from the fleshlight sales. He was making you know I'm gonna get a fucking goddamn email. Listen, asshole, don't fucking knock fleshlight in my day here. <laughs> oh god, okay. All right. You know how many outfits Betsy got because of them? How many? Three. Hey, Joey, uh, a new solution to the student housing crisis uh, is popping up here in uh, Berkeley in the Mm -hmm. East Bay. Mm -hmm. Basically, finding housing is close to impossible. Um, The uh, a shared room near campus is kind of averaging about one thousand five hundred dollars a month. It's on the Mm -hmm. expensive side. Um, However, rent could soon decrease thanks to new home sharing program that matches graduate students looking for housing with retirees who have extra space in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, basically it's a program that's connecting college students with um, like old folks that have these large homes up here and they're like practically empty. Um, the median apartment rent in Berkeley tops $3,500 per month, according to Zillow mm-hmm. and on-campus housing is really scarce. And 10% of students in a recent survey reported being homeless at some point in their college career, mm-hmm. um, couch surfing and that sort of thing. So meanwhile, along the city's idyllic tree lined streets, aging homeowners who bought in decades ago have all this stuff that all of us need. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of just setting it up. I see problems coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I see. I don't know. What do you think about this? I'm basically living that right now. I know. That's kind of why I brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) But I, when I first moved here, I don't know. This was before we started recording catching up. But when we, when I first moved up here, before I found this home, Mm -hmm. I was so close to moving in with this older man mm-hmm. who was gay and probably like 80 and creep kind of creepy mm-hmm. like when I when I went to see the place uh he it had like all his furniture in the room and he like wanted to keep that furniture there and it was like just old and creepy and then um the way he talked to me about like bringing friends over like, he didn't care about, like, if I could pay rent. He didn't care about my job. He just was, like, talked to me about, like, my social life, which I was brand new to the base, so I had no friends or anything. Mm-hmm. But he was, like, excited to have my friends come over. And, like, I don't know. It was just really odd. But I was also, like, really desperate. Mm-hmm. So I just went. I was ready to do it. And I ended up ghosting him when I found this place. Isn't that shitty? The end. Um, I the end you ghosted I, I did i ghosted him because i didn't want to like close the door mm-hmm. just in case this place fell through oh do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, yeah. But, 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 what, but what would your position be if it were this thing where you were like um uh like he was like okay look you can live here for let's say 1500 a month but if you show me your dick once a week it's a thousand a month so I'd only say five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you have to show you said all you have to show him once a week. Just show him. Just show like, it to him. Just unzip, look mm-hmm. at it, zip yeah. back up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would do that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I would do that. Where would you draw the line for five hundred dollars a month? No, to be honest, I don't think 
I would feel super comfortable in the sitch. Mm-hmm. I think that on a podcast as we're talking, like the idea of saving $500 a month by mm-hmm. merely flashing my dick sounds mm-hmm. easy and good. Mm-hmm. But think, thinking about it more, like living in that situation, I would be uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like walking mm-hmm. to the kitchen is going to be uncomfortable in a house mm-hmm. where I'm forced to show my dick to somebody to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. If it was like go to a place and show your dick and then receive $500, that's different. Mm-hmm. But like go to the kitchen and show your dick, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> what, if it, what, what would you do to save $500? $500. A month. No one ever wants me to do anything. But let me ask you this question. I guess we're maybe we're bargaining the other way. Like, is it okay? Let me ask you this. Let's say, let's say this guy said he just wants to like, touch it once a week not to completion not jack you off or anything he could jack it off he could do whatever but for like 30 yeah. seconds he gets to fondle you uh what would that cost in terms of rent rent free no well like in theory i think all of this sounds fun but i don't think in reality i would do it but don't you think let me ask you hear me out here don't you yeah. think at a certain point he just gets bored of doing that, and then you just get you probably do it like for a month, once a week, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, I'm done with this. Just pay me a thousand dollars a month now. Or do you think he goes like, or do you think he becomes like, okay, I want you to leave? Yeah, I feel like he, I don't know. It depends on the dude, I guess. It depends on what he really wanted. And also, like, I think I'm a really good roommate. So maybe, <laughs> you know, afterward, he's like, okay. That worked out fine. Yeah. But then there's the shadow of the dick is always hanging over you. Okay, okay, so, okay. I, I, got, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Here's, yeah. here's a good one. Here's a good one. $1,500 a month for rent. Okay. Okay. Um, but he tells you, listen, I'm going to knock off $500, but all you're going to do is know this, is every time you bring a guy over and you have sex with him, I'm going to stand, you'll never know, like, I mean, you'll know, but you're not going to, he's not going to make himself known. He's going to stand outside the door and listen to you guys have sex and masturbate and then go back to his room. Yeah, but if that was his thing, then why would you do that for money? Like, just do that. <laughs> yeah, but you, but then he, he wants you to know in case you, you catch him catch or something him. like that, yeah. Huh. Or you hear him or something. All of this in theory sounds good and fine, but I don't think in reality it actually would happen. All right. Um, but speaking of dicks, Joey, I wanted to tell you another story. Go ahead. So I have – well, maybe last week I told you I, clo- I closed all the apps on my phone, like the dating apps and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think you did mention that, yeah. So it's been a week, so clearly I have Grinder back, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I'm on Grinder, And I was out – so I'm, I get off work at a normal time, and uh, someone's chatting with me, and he's like, why don't you come over after work? And no – no, no, no. It, the plan was not to go to his house. The plan was to meet at a bar and just like meet each other and then potentially hook up another day. Mm-hmm. Like the plan was not hook up, right? Mm-hmm. So Friday after work, uh, I meet up with this dude. We have a couple drinks and then it just like real quick uh, after he had two glasses of wine and then mm-hmm. he was like, he was just ready for it. And so he's like, you know what? I don't live that far away. Why don't we come back, go back to my house? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was feeling it. So we walk back to his house. And as we go to his house, he's like, you know, I wasn't really planning on having anyone come over. So the house is kind of messy. Okay. Which, okay, fine. You know, like, do you need me to, I I can go right to the bathroom and I have to Mm -hmm. use the bathroom. Why don't you kind of clean up while I'm there? And he's like, no, uh, to get to the bathroom, you have to walk through my apartment. So you're going to have to wait in the hall for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I wasn't planning on hooking up. I kind of was, I have trouble being spontaneous. You know this. Yeah. And since it wasn't part of the plan, I kind of was like try, almost talking myself out of it. Like, well, maybe I should just go, whatever. So mm-hmm. we, we get to his apartment. It's this kind of old San Francisco building. Mm-hmm. We go up to the third floor and he's like, just stand here in the hallway. He goes inside. Joey, it's like almost 20 minutes while he's cleaning his apartment. And you hear like clanging and like crashing and like 
meow and like just oh, all wow. kinds of like noises inside right like just all these noises uh-huh and i'm just standing in the hallway kind of trying to talk myself out of not just leaving. i would have left i would have walked away <laughs> i was so close to walking away but i feel like that's kind of rude too isn't Wait, it before you say anything on a scale of one to ten how hot was this guy six and a half <laughs> okay go on seven i don't know have you seen this drag race thailand by the way no no but i think i i saw like a promo photo of the queens but i'm talking about the pit crew specifically but go ahead Mm-mm. oh Mm-mm. my goodness okay go ahead that's pretty much it and so then eventually so he came happened? out but i well we hooked up but you went into but, his place how did his place look when you went inside no oh, that's that's part of the story too that i forgot Joey, by the time I got in, I was like, what the fuck did you clean up? Because oh, it, was, it was a fucking mess. Oh, my so, goodness. I can't I'm imagine what you. you... Like, okay, would you say, okay, I have, I have questions. This, 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 this determines whether I hook up with this guy, right? Yeah. Would you just say it was like clothes on the floor, like just cluttered? Or was it like dirty, like, like gross dirty? Like you don't want to touch anything? No. So it was like... It was – that's a good question. It wasn't like there was rotting food everywhere and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it was it. like cluttered. Clothes everywhere. Yeah. Junk everywhere. Like his kitchen table was just like covered in like shit. You know what? And this then re- yeah. this his bed me. wasn't yeah. made. Mm-hmm. What did you do? What, yeah. Why was he standing in the hallway for 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm making it up to myself. I didn't really have any after breakfast story, but I have, a, I have an after breakfast story that relates to this. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that happened. <laughs> yeah, no that that's um, like that's a big one for me. Like that that's gross. And but do yeah. you do it again? Then should I never see him again? Because <laughs> of the dirty apartment. I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. Yeah, it's really close to work, though. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Um, that makes it hard. Uh, but what's going on with you? Do you have any other stories? So you know, I have this kid that I mentor named Armando, right? Yeah, And I think it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Uh, he and I talked briefly. I don't remember what about. It was just a normal, like, how school. I've been very interested because he's taking a uh, uh, science of cooking class. Okay. So every week I always want to hear about what they learn that week. Because they do a lecture on Tuesday and then they do a lab. And the lab is when they actually make food. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to know what they did this week. This week it was boring. And... So we were chit-chatting. It was basic, like, so whatever conversation. Like, oh, school's good, homework this, blah, 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 that, right? Whatever. Then I go to bed. Uh, I went to bed probably about 11 or midnight, okay? Mm-hmm. And I usually don't have my phone in my bedroom. I usually have it in the office where I do all the podcasting and everything like that. And it charges right there, and I put it on silent. And I don't know. I think I must have just gotten tired and just had it right by my bed. And I get this text message at 1.30 in the morning, right? And it's from Armando. And it's just really upset. And he's really angry because his girlfriend, Carla, she went to a frat party, a mixer. And, you know, uh, Armando goes to Stanford and Carla goes to UCLA. And he's like, I'm just really, I just think, you know, he wasn't thinking that she was cheating on him, but he said he couldn't get a hold of her. He was thinking, but you know, it's so funny, like us Mexicans, we're very dramatic people. I don't know if you know this. And uh, he was just taking it to this level of, I know she's being raped and I don't know how to stop it. I called her roommates and that's what goes on at these frat parties is just like the incidents of rape are so high. I think someone drugged her alcohol and she's passed out and no one knows where she, like, he made up an entire story. And yeah, the, I yeah. spent the entire night like trying to talk him down, you know? And then at a point, then at a certain point he got angry. He was like, you know what? If she's not going to have her phone charged or her phone on, then I'm breaking up with her because I'm here, I am panicked, and she's not answering her phone. And if, if, if everything's okay, then I'm going to be really mad because then blah, 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 blah. I'm breaking up with her. I'm done. And I even said, like, no, you're not. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So finally, at four in the morning. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is, like, yeah, four in the morning, I've been up for two hours, three hours, you know? And I say, listen, by this point, you're just really killing yourself. I go, if I, oh, F, you don't know this. 
Armando famously has pronounced before he went to college. He's like, I'm never drinking. I don't like alcohol. I don't believe in drinking. I am never going to drink in college. That's for stupid people. And that's for dummies. I don't drink. Right. Yeah. So I was like, honestly, if I was, I would just give you a Xanax. He goes, no, it wouldn't work. Cause I got so desperate. I went upstairs to this room and I had, by the way, this take you just showing you. He was writing me these long text messages, long, Mike Lawson, and there was very cogent argument. No, they weren't cogent arguments, but they were very like arguments he thought of about why these horrible things were happening. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No, I already went upstairs, and um, just to get back at her, I had I got really, really drunk. I'm drunk." He goes, "I go, what did you have?" He goes, "I had two beers and nine shots of vodka," and I go, "Bullshit." I said, bullshit. I, and I was like, I'll have to show you the pictures. Mike, listen, no typos, no, like, long messages that make total sense. I mean, in other words, they were, they were nine Full shots, sentences. Full yeah. sentences. I mean, nine shots of vodka for a person who even drinks moderately, you're passed out. Yeah. And you're incomprehensible. Like, you're like, like, you can't, you can't type, you can't do anything. Like, yeah, but like oh, by their shot glasses are uh, actually symbols, though, like sewing <laughs> symbols. So I still even think if he because he's not a big person, he's like maybe my height or a little shorter. He claims he's five eight, but he's not. And uh, and so and he's not like a, a big fat guy. I mean, he's a like medium build, right? Like, and yeah. if you've never drank before, like even I think two shots of vodka, three shots of vodka, and some beer, you are. You're, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Two or three shots of vodka and a couple beers. You're not worried about your girlfriend, right? That anxiety he's having isn't happening. So we put an amber alert out for the girl, and then what happened? Like what? She was fine. Of course, yeah. She was completely fine. Her phone died, and yeah. she doesn't know his number by heart. He was shocked by that. But you, in this day, day, day and age, any, do you know anybody's numbers? By I heart? barely know my own number by heart. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't know his number because he's like, well, why didn't you use a friend's phone to text me? And she was like, I don't know your number by heart. And um, and so now – and now, by the way, the next day he was like, do-do-do-do-do. He's like, hey, he was texting me about something else. And I go, what happened? Like you, right? And he's like, with what? And I go, you kept me up for three hours last night. All of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Nothing happened with that. Everything's so, fine. But the point is, is like, why lie about drinking? That is kind of weird, but do you think he wanted to – he was basically, like, creating a situation so he – like, he was basically practicing the lie so that he could tell Carla he went and – Oh, maybe, because I confronted him yesterday, and he goes, okay, I didn't have nine shots of vodka. You got me. I had eight. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> he goes, I swear. He goes, swear, swear. I go, well, look, how would I ever have receipts on this? I don't know. But I can tell you right now, if you, especially if you've never drank before, nine shots of vodka, they're peeling you off the floor. Especially, especially if you're at 19 years old and you never drank before. Yeah. So everything's fine with him. He's just dramatic. Yeah, no, I'm the one that got sleepy because he kept me up all Friday night. Thank you. I mean, for a person his age, I mean, I feel like you and I both at that age had a similar fight with somebody. Right, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Is a weird he, word, look, like, here's the deal. Even when he was in high school, he said he was never going to drink. I told him, "Bullshit, you're going to drink." So, like all the all the predictions everyone's made are coming true. By the way, all the other predictions are that he and Carla are going to break up. So, here's the deal. And I told him this yesterday. I had this conversation with him yesterday, where I said, and I th- maybe you'll agree with me. I said, believe it or not, you and Carla staying together in co- in college is the worst thing for your relationship yeah. because you need to get out there and you need to, to like bang a bunch of girls and get that out of your system. Cause if you go straight from this to getting married and be with her, it may not happen tomorrow and it may not happen in five years, but at a certain point you're going to resent that you never fucked other girls. I think that's true. I don't think that that resentment is impossible to get past Mm -hmm. if that's happens to be the life that he picks for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, why do it? Like, why have that resentment? Like, go live a little now. Mm -hmm. Carla will be, you know, you guys can see if you and Carla want to get together later. Yeah. But like, stay in touch, Mm -hmm. you know, love each other the way you love each other Mm -hmm. from afar. 
mm-hmm. and don't talk about the sex you guys are having with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. She's basically a pen pal right now anyway. Yeah. So why not like live the college life? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, um, what, do you what else is going week? on? I have nothing else going on. What do you got going on next week? Um, this week is going to be a good one. Valentine's Day is on Thursday, oh, yeah. so I'm like, we gonna do? not texting any of my hookups. <laughs> oh yeah, I basically have to like turn my phone off for the week because I don't want to accidentally like invite someone over on Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a mistake you only make one year. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Do I- That's all I have really. Work and nothing. You know what's so funny is in the in our theme songs a couple of times it's mentioned that I don't do anything for work. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. Afterthought is really a full time job. Off. Good, I it's love a, that. Yeah, it's a full like I literally so like I'm like you. I I have work essentially, and uh, I don't I I don't think I, I'm supposed to see a friend today. Maybe we'll see how the rain is. I don't like to be in the rain. I'm old. I made a sugar, but yeah. um uh. But other than that, I don't really have any plans. I got um, I'm trying to yeah, me neither. Which I'll have some stories hopefully, yeah. but we'll ne- see. Next week's gonna be a crazy week. <laughs> well, everyone, if you're still listening, um, we're about to uh, turn this thing off, and I got a story or two. I'm sure Joe does too, and you're missing out because you're not at Mixler.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia where we record uh, a little bit. Or where we record live and then tell a couple of stories when we're done recording. Yeah. So join us there next Sunday if you don't want to miss out. And by the way, what's your excuse? It's on Sunday mornings now. What do you? You could be right now having your coffee uh, and just chilling. Maybe they're like your mom though, and they sleep later than this. No, according to my mom, she doesn't. <laughs> according to facts right. and reality, she does. But according to my mom, she's awake doing things. All right. Uh, go to. Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Oh wait, hold on. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 